Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. I have never been so excited as I am right now to share a guest with you guys. The reason being is through happenstance, through whatever, I got to meet an actual professional, former professional dominatrix. Her name is Dana Ferrant, and Dana is phenomenal. I got to interview her on my other podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I do also co-host on the Bad Girls on Business. And when Dana was on, we had so much fun talking. I was like, I have to have you on the show. Please tell me you'll come on the show. And she said, yes, enthusiastically. And so we got her on as quickly as conceivably possible. So let me tell you a little bit about Dana. What she says is the path to achieving anything you desire begins with surrender. Oh, God, I love that so much. She's a dominatrix high priestess and seven-figure CEO helping successful business owners scale without the grind using coaching, energy therapy, whips, <laughs> or even psychedelics to connect to the power of surrender. Her clients achieve remarkable results. Welcome to the show, Dana. Uh, thank you so much. I I have to say, I wrote that, that one just for you <laughs> in your show. So this is like first time putting that out there. Hey, that I'm actually getting stepping back into the dominatrix world. So I know you said in the beginning, former, but I'm actually stepping back into it. So this, you get to be the first to out me on this. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I imagine many of your previous clients have got to be very excited that they have access to you again. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell us a little bit, because my listeners are used to this being business focused, but we've always played very, very gently around the edges of BDSM. How did you get into the world of being a dominatrix? How did that get started for you? Okay, so I feel like I want to back up and just give uh -huh. a little bit of backstory in that, first of all, I grew up as a highly religious, in a highly religious cult. And leaving that, I went on this very deep search to find a way to unfuck my brain. And I, you know, because <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting what happens with the programming. Yeah. Um, went through the traditional therapy. It was just like, oh my God, all these people who are in whiny victim mode. I'm like, when do we get past the victim? When are we going to get out? I don't know. So I kept looking, kept looking. And then in my professional world, I started out as a massage therapist and I had this client come in and she disclosed to me that she was involved in the world of BDSM, the kink world, so that we could talk openly about marks and bruises and, you know, right. from a medical side of things, we could look at that. Right. But 
what happened is that I kept talking to her and she would share very openly about, you know, why it was exciting and what the, I'm like, wow, I didn't know. And I kept reading all these books and, and it was so intriguing. It really sparked something for me. And then what I found was that when I finally dove into that world, I had some of the most profound experiences mm. in that I was able to reenact the abuse that I went through but script a different outcome. And when you're in it that kinesthetically, you have hypnosis on steroids. And so the untangling was remarkable. And for me, that's what sparked my interest in wanting to be a dominatrix. So I needed to give all that info in that I have this very strong healing background. I want to see people move. I have a psychology background. And so for me, it's almost it's almost a natural progression that this piece around the dominatrix is like an incredible tool for facilitating healing. And, you know, the bio that I said is, you know, everything starts with surrender. When you learn to surrender, stop being a control freak, stop, you know, stop trying to control your life and other people and all of those things, everything runs better. And that's what I really saw with being able to get people to let go. And of course, now it's, you know, not just the whips, it's, you know, psychedelics, it's coaching, it's energy work. All of these are different tools because not everybody needs or wants one of the, <laughs> right. the methods. Not everybody wants to go to the dungeon. <laughs> no. I don't know why. Silly fools. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they don't know what they don't know, right? Exactly. Totally missing out. But I get I get the fear. I totally do. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really interesting because I would agree with that. One of the most freeing things that ever happened to me was the realization that I had no control. Like truly had no control over anything except yeah. for me. I can't control my kids. I can't control <laughs> my cats. I can't control my boyfriend. I can't control anybody but me. And so you have two choices when you realize that, right? You can freak out and go, I don't have control over anything. Or you could go, oh, thank God I don't have control over all <laughs> of you. I just have to worry about me. Like, yeah. Oh, God, like I saw that as a complete and utter freedom to surrender to the quote unquote lack of control, because mm -hmm. the truth was we only have control over ourselves. Right. I mean, yeah. oh, just being able to do that was huge, 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 huge. And that that came about, oh, my gosh, I think when I first read Jack Canfield's book in 2013, Successful. Oh, wow. So that that was when I was like, oh, I only can control me. Yeah. Oh, like there was this this journey that my mind went through on all of that. And that probably started me down the path of BDS. <laughs> <laughs> well, it Myself. does open that door, right? Because yeah. when you when you start to realize, oh, okay, the only thing I can control is me. Mm -hmm. You know, first it's there's a fight against it, and then there's the surrender into it, like, oh. The, what's the joy of this? And then when you start to experience surrender in any degree, whether it's just a matter of, okay, I don't need to control whether or not my children eat their crayons. I don't need, you know, like it could be something that small yeah. or I don't need to control, you know, whether or not everybody else is upset in the world. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of bigger things. But when you start to experience that and you experience the freedom that comes from letting go then all of a sudden BDSM starts to make sense. Yeah, it really because does. You're, you're searching for 
the amazing experience of letting go of control and and being in that surrender, being in that what we call it, you know, subspace where you mm-hmm. really drop into this place of nothing exists, no time, no space. It's just melts away and you get to be just be. And right. for so many people, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to just be, and it, you know, there's so many paths to get there, but I don't know for you and I, BDSM is a, is a wonderful way to get there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's quite exciting. And there is a surrender in that and, and surrender and also involves trust, mm-hmm. right? Trusting. So in, in the business world, you know, especially in your case, it's your client trusting you to get them to the outcome that they want, whether it's in the dungeon or in the business space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same for me. It's my client's you know, when they hire me, they're hiring me going, I trust you to get me to this outcome that I want, you know? And so how do you begin to build that trust with people, whether it's in the dungeon or the business space, or is it different in those two spaces for you? It's very much the same. And I'd I'd say that all of my skills of being a dominatrix are completely transferable into the coaching world because there's, you know, there's the same kind of dynamics in that we have to talk about what do you want? What has worked for you in the past? What hasn't worked for you in the past? What, you know, what are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? You know, what's okay? What's not okay? All those things. It's just that, you know, what we're talking about might be a little bit different as far as, you know, um, (laughs) what the hard limits are, you know, might be a little different in each case. Um, But it's still the same and then I think there's also the piece of getting people to realize that, okay, you have this outcome. And as much as I'm going to support you, love you, whip you, whatever it is, you still need to do that final piece. I can't mm-hmm. force you to surrender. I can't force you to let go of your control freak thing. All I can do is hold a space to make it as painless as possible. And to make it, you know, easy as possible because you can tap into here. Here's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Now replicate it. And I think that's where the trust gets built is that, you know, that gradual building up of having micro experiences of surrender and trust and, okay, I survived. And then you just keep, you know, going up a level, up a level, up a level, which is where for me, I I much prefer to have a very ongoing, long-term relationship with my clients because that surrender just gets deeper and the trust level gets deeper. And then when I spot something that's going on in their business, they don't balk me in yeah. it. I don't have to fight it. I can just, we can talk about it in five minutes and get things moving. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huge. It's, yeah. When you've got that level of trust, you know, I've got uh, a coaching client who's been with me almost from the very beginning of me going full-time coaching and what she's willing to do based on my, based on my, you know, our discussions, right? My Mm -hmm. suggestions, this might be a good path for you to take. Why don't you try this? You know, and then the coaching questions that go around, why would that path be beneficial? Blah, blah, blah. She's much more likely to take that step faster than some of my clients who've only been with me for six months or a year now, mm-hmm. um, because they're she's in that space of everything I've ever done before that Jenny recommended for me has worked. 
worked. Right. <laughs> and that's it, right? It builds that trust. And, you know, I see I see a lot of people, I'm just going to rant for a moment, but I see a lot of people bouncing from coach to coach and they're like, they, they do, you know, this program and then they do that program and then I'll do this. And I think this is my own, you know, non-statistically relevant study, but I really think that it comes down to they're not willing to trust themselves. They're not willing to surrender to the process. And for some reason or another, there's a resistance to success. And so if I keep starting over, I get to keep blaming other people. Oh, okay. So any of you who just had the light bulb moment that I did, all right, this is what happens in direct sales all the time. The number of people who bounce, not from coach to coach, but from company to company, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm with this company for six months. Oh, I'm not getting any sales. Oh, I'm going to go over here to this other company. Oh, I'm getting sales, but now I'm not getting team members. Like, and it's always the company's fault, the product's fault, their upline's mm -hmm. fault. And people are not taking responsibility for themselves, for the actions that they're willing to take or not take. Yeah to advance in the company that they're in, because there are people who are succeeding in the company that you're in. Mm -hmm. There are also people succeeding in the other companies, but that's because they've all surrendered. Oh, <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> but those those people who are bouncing from place to place, exactly, they're blaming it on everything but themselves. Yeah. And to take that a little further, here's the thing. So, so we've had like the little bit of a whipping here, and now we're going to have a little aftercare. Yes. So it may not be your fault that that has been the pattern. So when we have grown up with chaos, when we've grown up with abuse, we have this set up in our system, a program in our system in which it is not safe unless we are living in chaos. That's what we're used to. And so we will constantly create chaos. So the thing is, is that to recognize, okay, it may not have been my fault that this is in my system. But now that I'm more aware, I can choose to change it. And that's a bigger part, right? That is, I do a lot of healing work, whether it's through BDSM or psychotherapy or, you know, psychedelics, any of those tools, it's all about changing those core programs that got set up that stop us from where we want to go. Mm, exactly. But we have to get honest about what is the pattern we've been creating Okay, great. That's the pattern. There's no wrongness in it. Now, what do we look at? What's what's the underlying thing that has kept that pattern locked in? Okay, so she's exactly right. <laughs> Badass crew, listen up. You know, for those of you who may have felt a little called out on the I've been jumping from company to company, there's a reason for it. So now mm -hmm. it's just a matter, are you are you ready? to look at what that pattern is, that why has it served you in the past? How has it served you? Because of course it does, we only continue to do things that serve us in some way, shape or form. We just have to decide is the service that that pattern is providing us, is that what we want anymore? Or do we want something different? And are we willing to? And I would take it a little bit deeper mm -hmm. in that because so many people use that, is it serving you as a way of kind of beating themselves up? It's to recognize that the subconscious mind mm -hmm. is what creates those loops where we repeat, repeat, repeat. And the subconscious mind 
sole purpose, one and only purpose is to keep us safe. The problem mm -hmm. is, is that the subconscious mind is running basically like a five-year-old for most of the time. And on information that we got when we were five. So what we thought we needed when we were five to stay safe no longer keeps us safe. And so that needs to change. So to recognize, yes, it's serving you, but I really hate that language, in that it's it's like, okay, great. For some reason, this keeps us safe. Now let's figure out why that's keeping us safe so mm -hmm. that we can put our safety onto something else and then we can change the pattern. That's what I've seen over the years. Like I've been doing this work for 30 years yeah. and over and over again, we have to get in at that root cause, change it so that the subconscious mind can link onto something else and then people will shift. Super powerful. Oh my gosh. So you started in the world then of being a professional dominatrix and have transitioned to coaching bringing the dominatrix piece back. And we've kind of hinted at some of how these have played well with each other. Um, what are some of the kink world things that have really translated well into business? Because let's just bring it out there in the open and have fun with this now because yeah. you know i've i've utilized some kink world terminology kink world things you know such as you know guys you hear me talk about being the direct sales dom what does that mean what kind of dom am i right dom sub surrender power dynamics all of that let's get into it what are Ooh. some of the kink things that have it. served well in business that you're now getting to translate back into being a professional dominatrix again yeah I think I think one of the things I love is um, is the power play, you know that, and you're very familiar with this yourself. Mm -hmm. In that, the submissive surrenders, they hand over, right? It's this pretend, you know, agreed upon. I am going to surrender all of my control over to you, and the dom has like, I'm going to take all of that control. I'm going to be in charge. Mm -hmm. We know, in fact, that the submissive has all of the power. Can ultimately call stop red whatever at any second yes! they have all the power but we we enter into this agreement mm -hmm. and here's the thing is that if i as the dom step into the room and i'm wishy-washy about whether i'm in charge or not that submissive can smell that a mile away and is not surrendering they're oh. like no but if i step in and it's like this is my room. And I will even like, just for a moment here, I'll just get myself in that headspace. And I step in and it's like, this is my room, my rules, my space. Mm -hmm. Because we've already negotiated. I know where your limits are. I know what your safe words are. I know what's okay, what's not okay. Now I'm in charge. Now that's in that space. Coming into a board meeting, coming into a sales meeting, that's probably a little too much. However, when it comes to negotiating, when you go to the negotiating table and you can bring some of that energy where it's like, this is my space. Mm -hmm. I'm not negotiating down. I'm not negotiating for less than. Or a client comes to you and says, hey, would you give it to me for less? Can you give me a deal? Oh, we're a friend. It's like, no, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. And I love phrasing it as like, no, I would never disrespect you that much. 
Ooh. And when you say it that way, right? He knows that yeah. I like I said it and then zip it. That is powerful. One, it is not what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not expecting that. Not what they're expecting is how dare you disrespect me? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with me. You're asking me for a deal is the fact that you don't respect you enough to pay my rights. So I'm not going to disrespect you that much. Mm -hmm. I want you to pay full money. It's not about me being worth it. I want you to pay full money because when you pay full money, you lean all the way in. And I want you to get every bit out of whatever it is, session, you know, coaching package, whatever it is, I want you to get all of it, Mm -hmm. right? So that's where we can really start playing with that power dynamic is we can flip the perspective on what we're looking at it, how we're seeing things. And I think negotiation is probably one of the biggest areas where I come at it from a very different perspective than the typical, which is often lawyers will talk about negotiating. But, you know, the dominatrix offers such a different view Because it's about, this is who I am and I'm not accepting anything less. And why should I? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my understanding, or at least my preference around domination submission, is that the dom is wanting to create the experience that the sub puts out there, right? And there's... Mm -hmm. There's also in reverse, the sub wants to provide the experience that the dom wants out of it. Like they're both serving each other in that space. And if, you know, what one person wants is not what the other person wants, and it's one of their hard limits, then hmm, we're not playing. No. (sighs) Yeah. And, you know, a dominatrix is a high level service position. It really is. Oh, yeah. Because it is about the other person, a good dog. Okay. Yeah. There's lots of dog. There's lots of crazy out there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Lots of crazy out there for every profession. But yes, yes. (laughs) this is a conversation I've had with a few of my friends in the kink world, which is there's a difference between a dominant and a domineering prick. Yes. (laughs) You know. Well, the second is just an abuser. Yes. Absolutely. And they're in it for themselves, not for what the sub wants. They're just pretending. And that's that's a whole you can sense that energy once you've been around enough of the right kind of dom for you versus the wrong kind of dom for you, because then you can begin to go, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. And it's really funny because, you know, I tell people when I'm talking to people in the kink world that I'm a submissive. When I'm talking to them, I'm a submissive because in the kink world, I am. I don't want to dom anybody else. But when mm-hmm. I'm in the business world, I am because I I want to, for my clients, provide the experience that they want, help them get the outcome that they want and do it within their boundaries, but still push them as far to the edge as they're willing to go, <laughs> right? Yes. Without causing pain because I am not a sadist. <laughs> and so far, none of my clients have been masochists. <laughs> you know, and so it's really interesting bringing these different truths, facets of myself to the different worlds, because I I don't typically talk on the show about being a submissive. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important because it's been my experience that many of the best doms have been in the position where they've been submissive before. So they know what that surrender is like and they yeah. don't take it lightly. I agree with you. And and I started out on the submissive side as well. And and I will tend to 
I tend to switch, you know, I am a dom in the business world and personally it depends. It depends on who, who I'm with. If I'm, yeah, yeah, if I'm with a true submissive, like somebody, like there are some people who are just, you know, hundred percent, they are true submissives to me. They will spark the dom in me, and I find mm-hmm. myself wanting. It's like, okay, stop, stop. <laughs> Not appropriate to beat them in public, <laughs> even if they would like it. It's like, Ooh. but it, do I that find right that now. it will, it will, it will spark that. But often in my personal relationships with men, I like that surrender. I like mm-hmm. having that experience, and I find that's a good balance point. And I think a lot of women find that a lot of women in business like those who are doing big things if you are on and you're always you know large and in charge having something to create that counterbalance whether it's your partner mm-hmm. a pro dom that you hire whatever it is if you have something to create that counterbalance you can go further in your business and that's part of why i have you know reopened the door for the pro dom work (laughs) for those that want the healing side of it i'm not a prostitute with a whip i am looking to have take people on a surrender journey for their best good and get things moving on a healing direction oh yeah because in that space you are able to really work through you know those emotions and i and i mean that on the sub side on the submissive yep. side to be able to allow someone else to take you on the journey right because mm-hmm. it's how to describe it um for me okay so i'll speak for myself not all submissives for me it's allowing the mental space to when i let go then it opens me up mentally. It opens me up to all kinds of options, thoughts, possibilities, and I'm much more in the submissive space likely to try something than if you were to try and come at me as a dom and be like, you're going to try this. And it's like, mm, that's a hard no. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hard, hard fuck you. That's a that's a definite no on that one, right? So I I think it's important as people are listening to this and and if you're not in the kink world or maybe you're new to it or you're just like, "Hey, I'm enjoying learning about this." You know, understanding that in the world of in the world of business, being able to have someone who's um that you trust that you've had conversations with, that they know you, they know what you want, and they're helping you through that process, whether it's your coach, whether it's your upline leader, whether it's just a mentor in the company who just wants to help, right? Mm -hmm. That surrender of letting them and being coachable, um, because a submissive is coachable, Mm -hmm. you know, as is a dom, because, <laughs> uh, you know, train each other, right? But I think that really helps the business person be willing to open themselves to other options for doing things. Because, you know, so oftentimes in the world of direct sales, and I don't know if this is true outside of, you know, outside of direct sales and network marketing, but the company has a line of this is what it takes to be successful. You got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do like they have a checklist of what it takes to be successful. And it's like, well, yes. And 
<laughs> and so, there are other ways. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways to get to that same outcome. And how, do, you know, you said in your, your bio, you're trying different things to get there. Is this a, an ongoing conversation with your clients where it starts at the beginning and they're, they're saying, okay, I want to have coaching. I'm not willing to do the domination or the psychotherapy or the psychedelics. And then maybe six months in, they're like, well, maybe I'll try this part of it. Like, absolutely. How does that look on your end? Yeah, it, it's, it is a progression. I mean, it's, it's never the same for each person. Everybody's on their own journey. I have some people that start with the psychedelics and then we go to coaching. I've had some people that start with, you know, the coaching and then we move into, I've, I've been doing some virtual doming. So it's progressed that way. <laughs> I, you know, the path in is lots of different routes. I work very intuitively with people as far as, you know, what, okay. what needs to come up and, and it's, it is a collaborative process. So all of my work is, I shouldn't say all of it, but the, large portion and what I love doing is what I would call bespoke coaching. So it's tailored and we'll just bring in whatever of the tools as needed because that's I find that's, I don't know, to me, well, and also I, I tend to work with people who are higher level, you know, they've done right. a lot. They, you know, they don't need another flipping program that's mm -mm. cookie cuttered. They've, they can read a book and get the cookie cutter solution. Yeah. They need something that is tailored to them and that's going to, you know, have somebody come in and, and hold them to make sure that they get there, hold them accountable, if you want to call it that way. Or beat them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> yes, right. And it, it's really funny because when I've had people come to me by way of the podcast, meaning they found my podcast first and then they came to me, they were like, okay, so like, how hardcore are you? And I'm like, as hardcore as you want me to be, because this is all about your experience. If you want me to ride you like a horse, I will ride you like a horse, right? Like I, I, you know, I will Sorry, whip you. I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, very bad image. Okay. <laughs> but a vast majority of my clients are not wanting that, right? Yeah. They just want someone who's going to say, hey, you said you were going to do, you know, five reach outs a day every day this week. It's Wednesday. Have you done at least 15? versus, you know, coming at, them, coming at them on Friday going, you didn't do 25, you loser. Like, no, like yeah. none of my clients are in that space, right? Because I'm not going to attract that kind of person because that's not me. I don't want to hurt somebody. Like, that's just, I'm so not a sadist, right? Um, I'm all about wanting the best, wanting to create the best, bring out the best. Like I'm the Dom who's going, okay, did you drink your water today? And coffee does not does not count as water. Um, did you eat your five fruits and vegetables? <laughs> did you, you know, <laughs> did you go to the gym or at least get out of your seat? That kind of Dom. Like I'm that one yeah. who's like, take care of yourself so that we have energy to play. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's because that's what I want. I want the best for what's yeah. out there. And and I know that the good doms do want what's best because ultimately, you know, that's what they're looking to create in yeah. that co-shared relationship. How do I push you to be the best version of you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, in whatever tools that we're going to get out, it's how do I get you to be the best version of you 
that you would like to be, you know, your best version? What have you defined it? And how do we get you that? Yeah. That's different for everybody. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, it's really funny when I first started coaching and I, you know, I have my first session with people, which is the discussion of what do you want to create? What do you Mm -hmm. want? What do you want? What do you want? And Mm -hmm. I ask that question like easily 50 times in my first session with people like over and over and over again, like, what do you want? And they're like, I already answered that. I'm like, no, keep going. What else do you want? <laughs> you know, I need the whole picture mm-hmm. in or- because otherwise I can't get there. Right. Yeah. I can't take you there if I don't see where the final, like if you say. And so I- many people are conditioned to not like, oh, I just, I want this. I'm like one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, it's like, yeah, you keep probing. And then there's something deeper that they've never talked about, that they haven't acknowledged. And it's that, that's really the longing. It's not these surface things that they say at the beginning because they think that's what they should want, or they've been conditioned mm-hmm. to say that's what they want, or that's what their upline wants. No, like yes. I've come around as share a little bit of my own journey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm just started my year living like a gypsy vagabond traveling around i'm now homeless and living out of my car no i'm just kidding <laughs> i am i am traveling through my car i'm not you know not the typical homeless but right I, i'm moving around and what i've come to realize in letting myself do this is that i actually don't want the big business again i am really happy having a few you know like five, six, maximum eight core clients who I love, who I support, who have me on speed dial. When stuff is going sideways, I got a client, you know, if I talked to her for two hours last night, two hours this morning, because stuff is going sideways, like it is hitting the fan. But she's got me. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the deal is that when it's on sideways, and when I don't have a crazy heavy load, I can be there for my clients. That I'm like, I love that. Mm-hmm. And so acknowledging that and getting letting go of where I was going with this was that it's like letting go of everybody else's idea of like, oh, if you, you know, you need to scale and you got to like make courses and, you know, get out of the time for money. I'm like, I don't want to get out of the time for money. I'm good. I really mm-hmm. love the one on one that fills my soul. Yes. I don't care what you think I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I'm grateful that I have like a little nest egg coming from the sale of my house that I'm good. I yeah. don't actually need to work anymore. I'm, woo. Yeah, exactly. It's well, and it's it's just nice to be able to gift your clients that as well, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to set because it really it's not just a gift to you. It's a gift to them to be able to say, look, I'm here. Yeah. Text and me. And what do you want? Like, get yeah. out of what you think everybody else wants for you. Yeah. Or what you think you should want. Mm-hmm. What do you, like, what does your heart want? Oh. And of course, you know, me, when I start talking, it's like, what does your pussy want? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to women. Dig, yes. <laughs> Dig, Dig in a little bit Talking about going a little bit deeper, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move it down a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's what this is all about, right? Because here's the thing, you know, One of the reasons that I went ahead and decided to take my podcast in the direction of BDSM on purpose from the beginning, from the get go, was to be able to say, let's have a conversation that most other people would find slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Because if I can talk to you about this, 
We can talk about anything. Everything else is open. So my clients know because I have this, because I can talk about anything, they can literally talk about anything with me and it's under the cone. You know, they are safe. And that's what helps create to bring this back full circle, that surrender. And so that whole piece is, that's the reasoning why I went in this direction and why when I met you, I was like, oh, I want to have someone on to talk about this because, you know, yes, I love providing the direct sales and the business information, but I want the BDSM to be a vehicle through which we have other discussions, right? That will help bring about more growth in the business and direct sales world for people. So Dana, thank you so much for being here while you're on your beginnings of your travels. And I can't wait to, I would love to have you back at the end of this year to be like, okay, so what did you learn in a year of traveling and being a virtual dom? Because like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I want to know how that works. (laughs) (laughs) We can book a session. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Actually, if you don't mind, just do a little plug. Um, So my book, The Inner Dominatrix Guide to Become a Badass in Business, has a lot of these correlations that you were asking about. So because I've taken all of these, you know, these little snippets from the dungeon talked about how that correlates to business and then give you some tools for, okay, how do you integrate that in for your life? So I would highly recommend anybody listening, if you've, if you've sparked on this conversation, you like that idea of the correlation, it's available on all the online retailers and you can grab a copy. Nice. Okay. So say the book again. The Inner Dominatrix Guide, Become a Badass in Business. Love it. All right. And we will find a link and we will put a link in the show notes. And of course, my badass crew already knows how to get to the show notes. But just in case this happens to be the first time you've ever listened to this show, (laughs) I want to make sure you know how to get to our show notes. Make sure you grab your phone as long as you're not driving. Click on today's episode and just scroll up a little bit and you'll see all the show notes, all the ways to connect with Dana and including the link to her book, The Inner Dominatrix Become a Badass in Business. I hope I got that all right. Close enough. Close enough, right? Yeah. Inner dominatrix. <laughs> Just go look for the inner dominatrix yeah, and that, make that sure it gets you to me or, you know, Google my name. I'm the only Dana Ferrant in the world. So you can nice. find me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome, Dana. Thank you again for being here and being oh, willing to come pleasure. on a show that's kind of outside of your normal business realm. But I yeah. so appreciate it because, you know, there are some people who look down on direct sales and, and aren't willing to treat it like a business. And the fact that you were like, hell yeah, let's have that conversation. Thank you. I so appreciate you. My pleasure. Awesome. So Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another Badass episode on its way. Hey, Badass Crew, Jenny B here. I want to start by thanking Gina, Matt, Jessica, and Renee for finding me on social media and connecting with me. If you've been listening to the show for a while, find me on your favorite social media platform, friend request me and send me a message letting me know that you're a member of the badass crew i want to meet you trust me i will fangirl on you so hard because i love you so go find all of my pertinent social media links right in the show notes thanks for listening to the badass direct sales mastery podcast with your direct sales dom jenny bellinger Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? 
Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.